Again, if you got your Bibles, you want to turn with us to the book of Joshua, chapter 1. We're going to begin reading the first nine verses in, in just a moment. So Joshua chapter 1, and we've got some other places we're going to read in just a moment. But Joshua chapter 1, I want to skip down to the last verse that I wanted to get to, which is verse 9. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9 says this. Have not I commanded thee, and here's what his command is, be strong and of good courage. He commands them to do that because it doesn't come naturally. Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. This morning I want you to look at the latter part of that verse. The Lord thy God is with thee. Why is God with you? And we're going to look at two different things this morning. In all the places we're going to read about where God is with you and what happens, then the opposite of that is true if God is not with you. If you are here this morning, you hear these very words that I'm saying today, and God is not with you, you are on the other end of the spectrum by which we are talking about. If you're here and you're saved this morning, we're going to read some places that we see that there's a reason and there's a purpose and there's a desire that God's with us. I'm going to tell you in the very beginning this morning, I thank God that I'm counting amongst the people that God is with. For when I begin to read these verses and I begin to read these scriptures this morning that, that we're going to, with God's uh, allowance, that we're going to share with you, that, that we're going to see in these verses, we're going to see in these scriptures that what a wonderful blessing it is that God is with us. You see, in Joshua chapter 1, Joshua had been given this enormous task. Moses had died, and we're going to read about that um, in the second verse. Moses is dead. God had given Joshua a, 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 an opportunity, or I would say a command, you're going to lead my people into Canaan's land. By the way, when they go to Canaan's land, you're not going to a, what we would call a laid-back people. You're going to a people that like to fight, and they like to go to war. He said, not only are you going to go against people that, you, that, that are uh, very agitated or a very uh, combative people, we might say. He said, but you're going to people that outnumbered you. Now, so for you and me today, if God was to tell us, I want you to do something. One, they're going to be fighting and combative. And two, they're going to be more than you. Most of us are going to say, I'm not going. But aren't you glad this morning that God defies the odds? You and I today, when I say that God is with us, we can defy the odds in our life. It's, it seems like people might say that, well, it's just all the, 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 the odds are against me. Or it seems like it's just everything is out to, to break me down. Remember this, what he told Joshua. He says, neither bad dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. So Joshua was given this command or this commission by God. He said, I want you to take what Moses had started and I want you to finish. I want you to notice something before we read these verses. Yes, Moses was given a job to lead the people of Israel. He began that journey, handed off to Joshua. Joshua's going to carry the people of Israel to Canaan's land. But I want you to notice that just because Moses died did not mean that the mission stopped. For the mission is much bigger than the person. Just because Moses was gone, the people were kind of lost. 
And we get like that in our life. We depend on people in our life, don't we? And then all of a sudden our lives get rocked and things change in our life. And we have to realize is that we still have a purpose in our life. This is what happened to Joshua now after the death of Moses. The servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Again, it tells me in the second verse, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. But I want you to notice in that very first verse that the Lord spoke. I don't know how many Sundays I come in here and I want to rejoice in the fact and keep telling you, aren't you thankful this morning that the Lord speaks to us? But I want to ask you this, does God speak to you? People say, well, I can't hear the Lord. There is a difference in you not listening to the Lord versus the Lord speaking. If the Lord is speaking to you today, much like happened to Joshua here, it says that the Lord spake. Again, the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Moses, and he said, Moses, thy, uh, Moses, he said, uh, Moses ministers, saying, Moses, I serve is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. God had a place that he wanted the people of Israel to occupy. Now, I believe God has something he wants you and I to have in our life. When we read about all these things in a minute where God is with us and that God goes with us and that God is on our side, he wants us to have peace in our life. He wants us to have counsel in our life. He wants us to have all these places where we're going to see that God is with us and the reason God is with us, he wants us to experience those things. But just because God desires for something doesn't mean that's always going to happen. So this morning I want to ask you this. What in your life does God desire for you to experience? And then the other question is, what are you actually experiencing? Notice what he said. The Lord spake. I believe today the Lord is going to speak. And notice what's going to happen. It says, after the death of Moses, for Moses my servant is dead. You know, there had to be a pretty somber feeling that's going about the camp. Moses had led the people of Israel. And then all of a sudden, when, when that person is gone in our life, and we all have that in our life where there's a void in our life. But what I notice about this is just because people leave us in our life doesn't mean God's not with us. This morning, what the greatest blessing is, is that, that even though it may be health, it may be jobs, it might be, be even life itself, is that people can be separated from us, but folks, God is always with you. It's not possible for every person to be with you at all times. You're going to be by yourself. You're going to be alone. You're going to be doing things. But aren't you glad this morning to know this, that God is still with you? Today, if you want to compare the, the multitudes versus God, folks, I would rather have God versus the multitude any time of my life. Why? Because we see that as he tells us in the ninth verse, For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Well, the directions came to Joshua and says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan. God told him, he said, you know, you can sit here and you can realize is that Moses is not here. We might as well quit. Matter of fact, some people might say, let's retreat. But that's not what God began to speak unto Joshua. He said, Joshua, he said, we're going to cross this river of Jordan. By the way, we want to talk about this in a minute. There were no bridges. This was not going to be an easy task. 
But God is with us. And I'll tell you this. God is a much better person to have with us on our journey than any other individual we can have. For he tells them, he says, uh, Moses, I served his dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan. God told him, he said, if you've got a work to do, he said, you cannot sit still, you cannot sit idle, you must get to moving. Folks, that is the message that the church needs to hear today, that we do not need to sit still, we do not need to sit idle, we need to move, for God is with us. The scriptures talk about how God that moves and that God is, is, is about and God that is in all facets of our life. Folks, the church is... is it's growing so complacent and not just a church, but the Lord's church as a whole is growing so complacent and still. May we always have a desire to keep moving and moving for Him. Why? Because God is with us when we do that. God is with us when we, when we serve out in our communities. God is with us when we, when we labor in the communities by which we are in. God is with us when our light is shining in darkness. God is with us. And why is God with us? He's to provide these things. He said, Now arise and go over Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land. I do give them. He said, Arise and go over this Jordan. Now if I was to come to you and tell you we're going to cross over this Jordan and we're going to go into this land that God's given, first of all, you would say, You're sending me to a land of people that are combative. You're sending me to a land of people where we are outnumbered. You could at least part and make this a whole lot easier. Well, God's going to work on that. You know what? God's going to try to make things smoother. God's going to monitor things easier. But that still does not mean sitting still. We want Canaan's land without leaving Egypt. We want to stay in Egypt. We want to stay in slavery. We want to stay under the conditions we're in when God said, you've got to move out of that state that you're in. If God is with us, then God is telling us to move and to leave and to get out of that. And if God is calling that, folks, remember this. If the Jordan's there, that's no problem for God. You got, a, you got a people on the other side of Jordan that are combative, that want to fight. That's okay. God's already going to be there too. What about when you're outnumbered? They may outnumber you in numbers, but they will never be outpowering you because God is always stronger. But we look at it in that sense of, well, the numbers matter. You know, people are all about numbers. I'll tell you, it's not about the numbers. It's all about the power of God in a life. He said, I want you to arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, into the land that I give to the land which I do give them. Folks, God had a plan for the people. You know, sometimes I wish I could come across people in their life and say, what's God's plan for you? And you know, many times people say, well, I don't know. Folks, if you don't know what God's plan is, get in the Word and find out what His plan is. God has a plan for you. But so easy is it for us to come in and sit down and, and think that, well, I, I, I don't have a place. I don't have a purpose. I am telling you today, God has a purpose for every single one of us. But are we finding out what our plan and our purpose is for us in our life? Sometimes we want God to kind of lay it on on top of our heads and say, God, here it is. Sometimes God is asking you to seek after your plan and purpose in your life. Are you seeking after that? Or are you going to say, well, Moses is gone. I can't do this anymore. Are you saying, God, lead me where I need to be for the word of the Lord begin to speak unto him? He said, I want you to go into this land that I have given you to the children of Israel 
Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses. He said, I'm going to be with you every step of the way. Folks, every one of us automatically right now should close up our Bible and walk out the door saying, Lord, you're with me every step of the way. That's all I need to know. What else do you need to hear this morning other than God is with you every step of the way? Marching orders have been given, folks. If God said, I'm going to be with you every step of the way, bring on the river of Jordan. If God said, I'm going to be with you every step of the way, bring on the combative people. If God said, I'm going to be with you, bring on the armies that outnumber us. For if God be for us, then whom can be against us? Today, listen to what God is telling Joshua. He said, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon. I don't know what your testimony is this morning, but there's some places that my feet have tread, and I was enjoying those steps. But there's been places in my life that I have tread that I've said, Lord, why do I have to go down this road? Why do I have to go down this path? Why do I must do that before the Lord is with us? Folks, I had rather walk through the darkest times of my life with God than to go through the happiness of life without God. But so many people want the happiness and they want God to give them those happiness and God does. But listen to what he told Joshua. He said, Joshua, he said, I am with you every step of the way. Glory, hallelujah this morning, folks. When you leave here this morning, he's already promised you to be with you every step of the way. He said, where does this encompass? He said, from the wilderness of Lebanon, even to the great river of the Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Oh, we got down to the verse I started with. This is where it gets good. He said, are you afraid of what's going on? Notice what he says, beginning in this uh, fifth verse. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses... You know, we talk about the generation before us. God said, you thought I blessed Moses. He said, I'm going to bless you too. God said, you think I was with Moses and giving him guidance? He said, I'm going to be the same thing to you. We get to be and have the same God in our life that our forefathers have had. He said, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Listen to the sixth verse. Be strong. The seventh verse, only be thou strong. Notice what he goes on to say in the ninth verse. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong. I don't think that God is telling Joshua that he's weak. What he's telling them is, if you're strong, you need to stay strong. If you're where you need to be, keep being where you need to be. He said, be strong. He said, be of good courage. He goes on in these few verses. He talks about being very courageous. He talks about being of good courage. You know, there's a lot of people today that, 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 that are strong, but they don't have courage. You might call that a strong coward. They're, they're, they're scared, but they have strength. Today, folks, God wants us to put those together. we got to be strong and of good courage. Not of a bad courage or a weak courage. Or a, What happens when you're afraid? Can I ask you what happens when you're afraid? You flee and you run. Let me ask you, what is something you are afraid of this morning? Now, I'm not asking if it's snakes or mice or, or, or whatever. I'm talking about sometimes it's conversations, sometimes it's situations. We're afraid of so many things. God tells them, Be not afraid, neither be thou be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. God said, I want you to be what I want you to be. I want you to do as I would have you to do. 
For let's back up. I know I'm kind of going in different directions, but look what he said in the eighth verse. This is where we find our stability. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Folks, God's word's relevant to us today. God's word is important for us today. We cannot pick and choose what part of God's word that we want. We cannot pick and choose that, that, that God, I want to keep you and I want to go with you on Sunday morning. But can I have a little me time on Tuesday night, folks? God's word is, is relevant to you on Tuesday night. Sometimes we feel like that, that we want to venture out on our own. I'll tell you this, at the very instant that you get away from the good shepherd, the lion is going to be after the lamb. Today you may think for just a little while, God, let me get away from you and enjoy life, folks. The devil is not worried about what time it is or what else is going on. All he knows is the predator is after the prey. And that one instant that you want to say, God, let me get away from you, remember this, what Joshua said, that the Lord is with us. That he is, he said, I'm with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Folks, we need to keep with God. And he talks about how that, that thou shalt have the book of the law, and that shall not depart out of thy mouth. In the eighth verse, he says, it, Thou shalt meditate then day and night. You know, I believe today that it's easy for us to come to church, and every Sunday we can say, Whatever God's word tells us to do, that's what we should do. But can I ask you this? Does that only apply on Sunday mornings when we're in church? Or does it apply for us on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays? All the days of our life, folks. The word of God, he said, we should meditate therein day and night. For why do we do that? That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. You know what I've learned in our, our, our world today? that They want to they take the word of God and they want to use it. But I believe we have to use the entire word of God, not just bits and pieces of it. You and I today, if we want God to walk with us, we need all of God, all of his ways, all of his righteousness, all of his holiness, all of these things, he says. He says that thou mayest observe to do. And I want you to listen to what happened in this ninth verse that we started with here this morning. He said, be strong. I believe Moses was very strong when he stood up against Pharaoh. I don't think it was easy for a people to be under the rule of a, of a high supreme power like a Pharaoh would be. It's not easy for them to say, you know what, I know I'm supposed to stay here and stay in slavery, but God tells me to get out of this land. Sometimes we think that God has given us pretty tall orders, don't we? Sometimes we feel like that God is asking us to do something that is beyond anything that we can do. Folks, God was with Moses and he's telling Joshua, he said, I'm going to be with you too. So that's why he said, be strong. Not only did he tell him to be strong, he said, be not afraid. We've discussed this before and we'll say it again. Fear makes us make decisions. Sometimes we make irrational decisions. Sometimes we don't think very thoroughly. But he said, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. You know what it means to be dismayed in your life? It means to feel like you are in trouble or you're in danger. Folks, as long as you are kept by God, you are not in trouble and you are not in danger. 
There are always going to be those that are going to tempt. There's always going to be those that are going to try. They're going to try to destroy marriages. They're going to try to destroy churches. They're going to try to destroy relationships between children and their parents. They're going to try to take the biblical sanction of things and try to destroy them. But folks, as long as they're within the realms of the power of God, they are kept by Him. And folks, nothing can destroy the power of God. And that's why that Joshua, excuse me, is telling, is being told, he said, Neither be thou dismayed. I hope this morning that all the things that we say and do in our life are going to bring honor and glory to him. For folks, I believe that God desires to lift us up and to bear us along the way. For the book of Isaiah, the 63rd chapter says this. When I said God's with his people in Joshua 1 and 9, listen to what Isaiah 63 and verse 9 says. In all of their affliction, he was afflicted. God's with his people. Let's read this. And the angel of his presence saved them. As again, this is Isaiah 63 and 9. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. And he bared them. And he carried them all the days of old. You know what I believe today? God is with his people so he can pick his people up in the weakest of moments. You know what, folks? I... I I, I cannot tell you how many times God has used people to pick me up at a time that I needed to be picked up. Folks, God's done it. God's done it through people. But I want you to know it is God that does these things. In all of their afflictions, he was afflicted. Folks, God feels your pain. Sometimes we get in this that, that, that we are going through something nobody else has ever gone through. Sometimes we get in this that, that we are feeling things that nobody else has ever felt. He feels our afflictions. He said in his love and in his pity, he redeemed them and he bare them. He carried them all the days of old. Folks, I believe today that God wants to be with us. I believe that God wants to, to be there to pick you up. But here's the thing. Have you ever seen a child that, that just absolutely pushes their parents away? Have you ever seen a parent try to protect their child or to pick up their child and in a fit and in a tantrum the child will fight and they'll push the parent away? That's exactly what our human nature is. We fight against God. We push God away. But all He's trying to do is to pick us up so that He can keep us on the journey by which we're on. I cannot tell you how many times in a single day that God has picked me up off of the concrete when I fell flat on my face and He set me back on my solid ground and He established my goings once again and He sent me on the journey, folks. Why is God with us? Because, let's admit it, sometimes along the way we need to be picked up. Anybody else fall in that category where God just needs to pick you up because you've stumbled and you've fallen? You've gotten weak. People don't fall just because they're clumsy. They fall sometimes because they're weak. Folks, I want you to know something. I truly understand that sometimes we fall because we're weak in the flesh. Sometimes we fall because our eyes are somewhere else and we're not paying attention to where we're walking. Sometimes we fall because of just being careless. God's not there to say, well, if you fell on because you were careless, I'm not going to pick you up. Folks, the scripture says, whether it's carelessness, whether it's lack of focus, whether it's because of weakness, he said, I'm going to pick you up along the way. And this morning, I want you to know a testimony of a preacher. This morning that, that God has had to pick me up. That God picks me up at a time when I grow weak. A time that I have needs in my life. And he said, I'll pick you up. That's what he wants to do. Let me read to you, if I may, in the book of Genesis chapter 26. 
Genesis chapter 26, I want to read you a verse if I may. Genesis chapter 26, and let's read the third verse. Sojourn in the land, and I will be with thee. You talk about God picking you up when you need to be picked up. What about when you're in a land of trouble? Anybody in here, I'm not saying asking to confess it or admit it. Anybody in here ever been in trouble and you needed God? Oh, I've been in trouble many times. He says, sojourn in this land. He said, I will be with thee and I will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed, I will give all these countries. And I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham, thy father. That is what God promised us to do. He tells us in that, that promise to Abraham was in Genesis 12 and 12. He says, and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. You know, today I thank God that as we read in Genesis 26 and 3, he said, I will be with thee and will bless thee. I heard it said one time, says you need to turn a test into a testimony. Sometimes we need to turn a trial into a victory. We need to let others know that, that yes, God is with us. And the reason that God is with us because he said, I'm going to protect you and take care of you in the midst of all these things that you face. Book of Isaiah, chapter 49. These last several days, I just kept seeing scriptures after scriptures after scriptures where God was with us. Why is God with us? Remember what I said, the opposite happens? If, you're, if, if you don't have God, if you've got God, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to, uh, opposite of blessing is a curse. He said, if I'm with you, I'm going to protect you. He said, without God, he said, you're not protected. But notice what we read in the book of Isaiah in the 49th chapter. In the 13th verse. Sing, O heavens. <coughs> Excuse me. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful. Let me read this verse to you. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth. And break forth into the singing, O mountains. For the Lord hath comforted his people. And will have mercy upon the afflicted. What a blessing it is this morning to know this. That when we are hurting, God wants to take care of that. God wants to make it better. What's the opposite of a person healing your wounds? It's your wounds are not being closed. Your wounds are not being healed. Matter of fact, it's like salt in a wound. It just, it makes it hurt even more. Aren't you glad today to know that we serve a great healer? Let me ask you this. Has anybody in here ever been hurt? I'm not asking you from a fall. That has happened too. I'm not asking you if you've ever been hurt from some kind of, a, of an incident that's happened in life. For those hurt too, some are very extreme. But I'm talking about has anybody ever hurt deep down inside Folks, aren't you glad today to know that the physicians can help our bodies, our bones, our muscles, and our tissues, and our organs. They can help that. But folks, there's a hurting that happens to the soul of man only God can cure. And this morning I'm standing before you rejoicing and I'm so thankful that when I hurt that we can find healing. For he says, O mountains, for the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon the inflicted. Let me read to you Psalm 94 and 19. What a blessed truth is this. That the Lord comforts his people, has mercy upon his afflicted. 
What a blessing it is today to know that God is having mercy upon us. And in the midst of, he said, the multitude of the thoughts wherein uh, thy comforts delight my soul. Aren't you thankful today to know and to believe that God comforts us in a time of which we hurt? But I want to hurry along to the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 13. When people are saved and God's with us. We, I, I love this, this verse here in the book of Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 13. Second Chronicles chapter 13 and skip down to the 12th verse. And behold... God himself is with us. But read with me if you got it or listen. God himself is with us for our captain. Do you know what it means if God's with us? We have someone leading the way. You know, as you and I trek through this old sinful world, this old world that hurts, this old world that is dark, this old world that is filled full of evil and meanness and all these things that we face, aren't you glad to know that we've got a captain? This morning, can you say glory, hallelujah with me that we've got a captain in our life because God is with us? Of all the people that we have in our life, we don't have one like our captain. Where he says, Again, first, excuse me, Second Chronicles 13 and 12, he says, He is a captain. His uh, priest was sounding trumpets to cry alarm against you. He said, I'm out, he said. He said, O children of Israel, fight ye not against the Lord your God of your fathers, for ye shall not prosper. He said, you don't need to go out and fight these battles on your own. You need me with you. God is with His people. That's what we've talked about this morning. God is with us. God is with His people. God is with us. He wants to be with us. Why? Because He wants to be a captain to give us the guidance that we need in our life. For I want to close in just a minute in the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus chapter 18. God's with us in the 19th verse. Hearken now unto my voice. I will give thee counsel. You know what it means to give counsel, don't you? He's, I love when Isaiah prophesied about his coming. He said he'd be our wonderful counselor. The mighty deliverer is what he's going to be. The prince of peace. The mighty counselor. When we say a counselor, that means he's going to be your guide in life. You know what a guide's going to do? A guide's going to say, people go on hunting guides or fishing guides. That means I'm going to take you where you need to go. God's going to guide us to where we need to go. God also means to give you a purpose in your life. How many people? What's it? If you have God, you've got a guide and you've got a purpose. Without God, guess what? You don't have a guide. You don't have a purpose. When I, I didn't intentionally try to, to lead you down that road a minute ago, but when you say you do not know your place and your purpose, we should know our place and our purpose with God. He has given us our guide that we need. He is our purpose. Our purpose is in Him and by Him and for Him. For He said, Hearken down to my voice and I will give thee counsel. And God shall be with thee. But when God's with us, what does He want? Be thou for the people to Godward, that thou mayest bring the causes unto God. 
I believe today that there's a lot of us that have something that we can bring to God. What can you bring to God? Can you bring Thanksgiving at a time that was probably the hardest things that we've gone through in our life? Can we give you, it's easy to give God Thanksgiving when, when we're on top of the mountain. What happens when you're down in the valley? What happens when you're fighting a battle? Are you still thankful that God is with you? That even in those times... What a blessed thing and a blessed thought it is for us this morning to know this, that God is with us in all that we do. And I want to close with Deuteronomy 31 and 6. I said I was finished, but Deuteronomy 31 and 6 says this. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. Why did God say this? Deuteronomy 31 and 6. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God. He it is that doth go with thee and will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Aren't you glad today that God said, I'm going to go with you? You know, sometimes when we were growing up, a little minor confession here, but sometimes we'd be in a little spooky setting and we'd always try to trick the other person into going first. Aren't you glad that God's never said, I want you to go and explore things out? He said, I'm going to go ahead of you and be your guide. He said, I'm going to go right there with you, but I'm not going to go through this. You've got to trust me that I'm going to take care of you and so that, that you might be able to have what it is that I want you to have. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. This morning I want you to know, I stand before you with a true deep conviction that the Lord is with us whithersoever thou goest. God bless you this morning. I want us to get a song, Brother Larry, if you've got one.